Hey, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, we're going to dive right into today's topic uh, about how to stay on fire, uh, st- fanning into flame what God has put on the inside of you. The book of Timothy is um, pretty special. You know, it's uh, Paul talking to Timothy, who's a young minister, and giving him words of wisdom. If you haven't read the book, The Anointing, by Dr. Rodney Howard Brown. Someone recently asked me, what's the, besides the Bible, what's the most impactful book that you've read? And definitely one of the top three most impactful books I've read is The Anointing uh, book by Dr. Rodney Howard Brown, and I'm, I'm only 100 pages into it. So um, it feels like, to me, like I'm sitting down with uh, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown and asking him life and ministry questions. Uh, it's priceless. Um, but So Timothy, uh, here's Paul talking to a young minister, and he says in... Uh, it says in um, 2 Timothy 1, verse 14, it says, That good thing, well, I'll start at 13, Hold fast the form of sound words, which you have heard of me in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. You know, the Bible uh, is very clear that doctrine is important. We have the move of the Spirit of God, but having the correct doctrine is very important. That's how we get into, that's how people and denominations have gotten into abuses and overages and underages, underages if there's such a word, um, where people back off of certain things because of not having the right doctrine. You know, like there's a simple one. You look at the Pentecostal movement and, and in some more earlier Pentecostal churches, and even today, but the um, Pentecostal churches, they would look at a scripture uh, that says, it talks about women, godly women, and it says it's not about putting on makeup or the gold, wearing gold or the plating of the hair or, or adornment of uh you know, or the, the wearing of outfits that, that, that makes for a godly woman. I'm paraphrasing, right? But it's the inward kindness of, a, kindness of the heart. Uh, but you look now, and so they've made doctrine out of that scripture that talks about, the, and so you see them. They don't wear makeup. I remember one time we were ministering, and we were at this church, and we went out to eat afterwards, and it was definitely the, it was a Sunday afternoon. It was definitely the church crowd, but there was this whole table, and you could tell when we walked in, man, this is the Pentecostal church in town. All the women with dresses down to their ankles, with uh, uh, no makeup, and they were glaring at us because we came in wearing suits and dresses, and they could tell that we were church people as well, but smiling ear to ear. We were smiling ear to ear. My wife, you know, makeup, earrings, the whole thing, and you could tell that, like, the judgment that was being passed but they make a doctrine out of this, but they neglect the one thing, which it says the kindness of the heart. I mean, kindness says to a sinner, kindness can look at a prostitute and say, God loves you. I don't judge you by your actions, right? My wife commented, she's like, they looked at me like I was the whore of Babylon. <laughs> but you, you see that judge, you see doctrine comes out of these things where if you take that scripture literally and say that scripture is saying, don't wear makeup, that scripture would also be saying, don't wear clothes as well. If you read in it, it says the adorning of apparel. So if it's saying, you know, don't, don't do this at all, then it's also saying, don't wear any clothes whatsoever. So we can, um, dig a little bit deeper and come to a real truth. But he says, uh, hold fast the form of sound words, which you've heard in me in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. Verse 14, that good thing, which is committed unto you, keep by the Holy ghost, which dwells in us. You know, God has his part but the majority of it, God's part is done. Jesus said it is finished. You know, we're not waiting for God to bring revival. We're, God's waiting for us to catch revival and carry it. In this thing, God puts this back on, on Timothy and says, keep that which the Holy Ghost, which keep by the Holy Ghost, 
that which has been committed unto you. God has put at salvation, God has put a well on the inside of you, and it's your job to keep that well unplugged. Uh, God has put a, when you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, God has put a river on the inside of you, and it's your job to keep that river moving. When you move on to um, verse, uh, move back to verse six, it says, um, do not the, so it says here, wherefore I put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God, which is in you by the putting on of my hands. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The anointing, when you come under the anointing, and maybe I'm speaking to the the summertime Bible school students who are away, but um, there comes a point where you need to be able to stir up and self-sustain your walk with God. I remember when I left Bible school, three years in uh, Bible school, um, you know, you go and it's three hours a day and you're getting fed the word of God and you're getting uh, amazing doctrine and teaching and moves of the Holy Ghost poured into you. You're in amazing church services, you're in camp meeting, and then all of a sudden you graduate and all of that is gone. I mean, you can have church, but some people go away. I remember soon after graduating, going to South Africa and I was there on vacation and I had an iPod, but I remember having to learn to actually be able to feed myself spiritually, take my iPod and uh, back in those iPod uh, nano days, take my iPod and, uh, and, and get into time of worship, turn on worship music and worship the Lord by myself, get in the word of God for myself. There's, you don't understand how much how easy it's come, the food is being fed to you, that you need to be able to then take accountability for your spiritual walk. So maybe a better title of this would be How to Stay on Fire When You're Not in Bible School. But choosing and making a decision that I'm not going to just be lazy spiritually. See, what ends up happening is people slow down spiritually. They go from a pace of Bible school or for running for the Lord. You get on fire for God. You're reading the Bible you're you're diving into the things of God, you're praying every day, you're going to prayer meetings, you're hanging out with believers, but then the devil comes with his voice. He doesn't say, just leave it, just forget it. He says, why are you being so extreme? Or maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a family member. Yeah, you're in Bible school, but why are you being so extreme? You read the Bible every day, you pray in tongues every day, you worship, the, you tell people about Jesus every day. Why are you being so extreme? That's not being extreme. Hell is extreme. Burning in an inferno for eternity is extreme. Reading your Bible, not hanging around scoundrels, not doing hood rat things with your friends, that's not extreme. Extreme is going and drinking alcohol every night. That's extreme. Talk to me about extreme. And so the devil wants you to slow down. And so he'll use a voice. Don't be so extreme. What he's saying is just be a little more lukewarm. Man, I don't want to keep a pace. I don't want to at any point in my life have a pace that's way below where I need to be. That if I was put in a situation where all of a sudden now I'm going to be called on to minister, I'm going to go on a, you know, uh, if if I was put in a place where I had to go to 15 cities in 15 days and preach the gospel, would I be spiritually ready for that? And that's the way you live your life is you live stirred up, ready to go. So he says, the first thing is keep that which is in you by the Holy Ghost. Keep, number one. Number two, he says, stir up that which is in you by the Holy Ghost, by the laying on of hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. The, the, another translation says, fan into flame. You know, it's our job. One of the ways we do that is by speaking in tongues, but we stir that up. 
use that, uh, use that gift that, that when it says stir up, it means add fresh fuel to the fire. The word of God is your, the fuel to your fire. You can't stay on fire for God without having a, a, a daily relationship with the word of God and not just reading it just to read it. Hey, I did my part, but like this is God's word to me. Man can tell me anything. But I'm talking about God here. God has something to tell me today. And if anyone's got what I need, it's God. You, I, you got the love I need to see me. I'm sorry I even did that. God's got what you need. And then it says in 1 Timothy 4, 15, uh, 14 and 15, it says, Do not neglect the spiritual gift you have received through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid their hands on you. Give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into your task so that everyone will see your progress. Keep a close watch on how you live and on your teaching. Stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and the salvation of those who hear you. You know, all of us as children of God have a responsibility, um, have a responsibility to stay on fire, to stay plugged in, to stir up. And those are the three, those are the three words. He says, keep what you have stir up what you have and don't neglect. That means don't take it lightly. Don't take lightly the fact that the Lord has anointed you. Don't take lightly. Don't take it for granted that the Lord has placed this on your life. The Lord has called you. The fact that God has told you to do one thing in your life. For me, that's preach the gospel. The prophecy I received was take a flame to the nations. My whole life, I lived to please God and to answer that call. God didn't call me. There's nothing in my call about starting a business. If I start a business, great. There's nothing in my call about having a Bible school. If I have a Bible school, great. What is in my call is travel and take a flame to the nations and defeat the spirit that try to torment my family. And so I don't neglect that. I don't take lightly the fact that God has anointed me for that specific purpose. God may have put an anointing on me for business. Time will tell if I, you know, start businesses and do all those things. But God for sure has anointed me for that. And so I'm called to keep what God has given me, to, to stir up what God has given me and to not neglect. Don't take it lightly that this is why you're on planet Earth. Don't take time off spiritually. You know, I heard um, a minister say that he would travel and preach and he would do a week of meetings. But then on Saturday, he would kind of let himself go spiritually. He would just like check out, you know, take the day off. But choosing to stay stirred up, choosing to make prayer a part of your life, choosing to make the word of God a part of your life, even choosing to be in a place where the anointing is poured out. Yes, study the word, but be in a place. That's that's part of not neglecting the gift that's in you. Be in a place where the anointing is present. Don't if you're in a place if you're at a church where you're dry, you need to make time to come to a camp meeting here at Revival Ministries International. You need to be in a place where the vision that was birthed in the fire can be sustained in the fire. So that's the word for today, how to stay on fire. Don't neglect what you've been given. Fan it into flame. Be a person of discipline. You know, one of the biggest mistakes I made as a teenager was I I didn't want to be religious. And so, so I didn't end up being disciplined. I'll say that again. I didn't want to be religious, so I didn't end up being disciplined. I looked at, oh, a, a dis- daily thing. Well, I just don't want to be religious about it, have 30 minutes to do this and that. Man, 30 minutes to read the Bible is not going to hurt you. It's going to help you every single time. And it took a decision to say, I'm committed. The Bible says if I want to have good success, I'm to meditate in the Word day and night. You know, that's the recipe for success. Do you want to have success? If you're not reading the Bible in the morning, and at nighttime, you will not be successful in life. I don't know. I don't know what else the Bible means when it says that in Joshua 1.8. If you want to have good success, meditate in the word day and night. Take time to think about the scriptures and fan into flame the gift that God has called you to. And, and know that as you do, you, like it says in there, that it's you watch over your own soul, but also 
you take care of your, uh, you, you, you affect your own, so your own salvation, you keep your own salvation, but you also impact the salvation of those around you. God will use you as an example to the people around you. If you're in a place now where you've been away from church for a while, or if you've been uh, not on fire for the Lord, sometimes it's a fresh commitment. Sometimes it's even just stopping by yourself and saying, Father, I'm sorry for sinning. I ask you to light the fire in my heart again. I want to serve you. I'm committing to be a disciplined person, to be a person who fans the anointing into flame, who spends time in worship, who prays in tongues, who, who, who's a person of the fire of God. I don't care what your church looks like. Hey, you don't go to church 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Be a person who's in your own prayer closet. Turn on worship music. Get ser- The Lord, he's, it's simple. Draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. That time when I came out of Bible school and I was learning to be a person who fed themselves on the word of God. Listen to preaching every day, man. It's such a boost for your faith. Turn on good preaching. I know that's why you listen to this podcast is it's hopefully stirs your faith, encourages you, gives you some practical answers. We love you. Thanks for listening. I'll see you soon.